Enjoy the show. Play on my jangers. What is the Triforce? But one thing I do know about Walt Jangers is that it is time to start the show. The only podcast that knows how to throw up the nerdy news better than a Gungan. The Triforce Podcast, of course. I am your host, Matthew Bucarell, the Matman. In the box with me is the wonderful woman herself, Katarina Thermoscara. Below me, but always above me, is one Christopher Bristow, the old man. And always around us, but with us. Yes, you too, Link Hero, Hero Time, Link Diablo. I was talking about Stephen Bucarell, Big Brother. And we, are, well, old man and myself, are involved in a little thing that's coming to the Media Community Center on May 20th. You may have heard my voice in the ad. Um, the Great Media Comic Con. Video games, comics, so toys, soap, nerdy soap. We're going to have it all, man. The Scooby-Doo uh, Mystery Machine. Sponsor. Yes, sir. Thanks to the old Scooby man. Scooby too. Yeah. And uh, so much more, man. We got uh, just looking in on who we got recently, uh, old man, which was James Stokes. And he was Jason Voorhees in two fan films as well as on Stranger Things season four. So you can find him at the Great Media Comic Con, just like Beatrice Bo Apple, Freddy Krueger's mom. And uh, we got a whole bunch of artists and vendors, and it is going to be an amazing event. We all want you to go. So make sure to go over to Facebook.com backslash Great Media Comic Con or at there Great or Media Comic Con. There or Square, indeed. So we want to do that. And Big Brother, if you will, hit the other two tabs we have here, uh, the ones you loaded up already. So Old Man and Myself... We mentioned before the wonder that is backstage um, and old man, I was unemployed and he was contracted, I will say, to be an actor as a uh, corrections officer for a pilot episode for A&A with, uh, yep. what was it, Greenlight Productions? Yeah, Greenleaf Productions. Greenleaf, there we go. Um, and Undercover. What was the rest of it? Uh, undercover. Caught on tape. Caught on tape. I'll eventually remember. Maybe my IMDb will remind me. Um, oh, yeah. Christopher Bristow and myself have IMDb's now. Yeah. You yes! Go to, you go to IMDb. You type in Matthew Bucarell. Won't say the Matt man, but you will find me. And Christopher Bristow, he was in a lot more of the shot. Like, if you blink, you'll miss me. That's what makes my IMDb so funny. For, like, four seconds. I got on IMDb for four seconds, and literally, it hey, is just checking my shit at the four door. Four seconds more than a lot of people, <laughs> so don't knock it. But that's the best. That's the best part of the irony here is I got four seconds for checking my shit at the door. That's it. He checked it in with me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> it all comes full circle. But you'll find it, Christopher Bristow, the old man in the background, trying to look stoic and boss-like, and is a. Uh, well, he brought that attire from home. <laughs> he just normally I, I dresses. I did not. <laughs> he, just, he normally dresses like a corrections officer. <laughs> but that was the really cool thing. Definitely check out the rest of what they have. If, uh, you know, I mean, 
Chris, you watched it. How did the episode turn out? It turned out really well. Um, uh, I've watched it a couple times over because everybody was asking, it's like, did you take pictures and shot and like, and then I shot that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, uh, it was pretty cool just to see yourself on TV. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, little kid Matt is very content and very happy right now because I remember looking at the TV like, I'd love to be an actor. Like, guess what, little bitch? You are. Maybe think very about my terminology as I'm talking to myself in the past uh, timeline there. But, you know. There it is right there. There I am <laughs> walking with the prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> ah, how relatable. Um, <laughs> but remember, remember what they were telling me during filming? Like, this is like, you look like a cop. You really yeah. look like a cop. Oh, yeah. And they were like, you look like you look like a cop, man. You look like your best. But I mean, remember what I told you and what I was channeling? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, how would my father act right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I mean, that was it. It clearly worked, okay? Because like you, you commanded the role when you were in it, and especially with uh, the lunchroom scene when we were doing it. I knew I wasn't going to be in that because the the most you would have saw was the back of my head and who's I wouldn't have even known that. But it was cool getting paid to spend a day in prison and then getting an IMDb credit afterwards is an honor, especially as a nerd. Nerds such as ourselves, it is a feather in the cap, but also it's a check off the bucket list. Like I could say, yeah, I was an actor for a day. And now for a taste of things to come. In prison. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, you know what? That All might I can actually... think of is like Severus Snape in Harry Potter. He's like, all new celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll check my shit at the door. And that's where my four oh, seconds Don't go. forget, Don't forget the friends that you made along the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which there were a lot, of re- a lot of really great people. Um, Chris Got is it. better at reaching out to people than I am. I'm a bit of a, a hobbit. Why, yes, Ooh, Master Hermit. Hobbit. Not there Hobbit. is nothing Hermit. wrong with being a Hobbit. Well, Hermit I'm Hobbit, def- you're the I'm same thing. I'm definitely a Hobbit. You know? Got white-ass feet. I'm, I'm practically there. They're not like seven oh, feet I don't, long. Like I don't have Hobbit clown. feet. However, I was listening to the soundtrack while I was working today. I don't have feet. <laughs> when I was young, we didn't have feet. Wow, it's amazing. You don't have feet. It's amazing. A lot like the amazement of our first story. Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the cast, the story, everything's pretty much revealed with this. Um, I know Seth uh, is actually going to be uh, Nicholas Canto as Leo. We have uh, Shamon Brown Jr. as Mikey. Yep. It's spelled Shamon. It is spelled Shamon. How, how can you not say it? Like, shamon. Shamon. We miss you, Mike. The kids don't. <laughs> um, Mika Abbey. Oh, as boy. That's Don, Donnie. <laughs> See how I slipped that in there? Um, Brandy Noon as, as Raph. And Jackie Chan as Master Splinter. How awesome still, uh, is that? You're still impressed that I pulled that heat personally. I didn't even do the soundboard for that one. I, I, honestly, I didn't think you could hit those registers anymore. Cha-ching. 
But my first question is, why did it take so long for us to get Jackie Chan as Master Splinter? Um, because he was more of a uh, a Leonardo in his earlier years. Hmm. Hmm. I would have liked to have seen Ernie Reyes get cast as something. Okay. He would Ernie actually Ray's been Junior, a good. I should say. He would actually been a good Splinter. Uh, I think so. I think he would have been a good Splinter, or even yeah. um, good Shredder. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Ayo Ayub Adibiri. Who man, I'm sorry, I butchered your name. She's gonna be April. You know who you are. Um, <laughs> you know you. Good enough, right? I don't need to tell you who you are. You know. Look, if you were looking to this IMDb link here. <laughs> if you were looking to this podcast for affirmation of your career, there is or even wrong. pronunciation. That's oh, fucking right. You know, no, 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 no. you're not. You're not here for that. Um, if, if you want, if you want a good laugh, come here. Yeah. <laughs> Ice Cube. I've heard it both ways. Hooked <laughs> <Giggity>. on phonics. <laughs> Ice Cube is Superfly. Character. Uh, Not just making a statement that he's like Superfly because he, right, know, he is. Right, that's good to know. Yes. Yeah. We've all knew this before. Yes, he is Superfly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's, he has been True. Superfly for a while. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Um, but I am excited to see Jackie Chan in this. I think he's going to bring something fun. Yeah. And um, even though Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies aren't known to be like good heavy, I think that they try to be a little bit too much in the last couple of ones. So um, I- I'd like to see. Well, here's here's do. where my hope comes in for this movie because. We have Seth Rogen as Bebop and John Cena as Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. I love the casting of John Cena for Rocksteady. That's I gotta say, I casting. love the casting of John Cena in anything that puts him in a comedic role. He is oh, absolutely yeah. comfortable being peacemaker, complete tool, like complete. <laughs> Oh yeah! And you gotta love that dedication. He's so good at being a D-bag. Actors that refuse to lose a fight, that refuse to look bad or weak in any way, and John Cena's like, sure, <laughs> let's do it. But yeah. he has he has that kind of real acting gene in him to where they look at that kind of villainous role as like, ooh, all right, I get yeah. to have some fun. Well, his, his is more comedic timing. Like he oh, has yeah. that. It's awesome. You can't yeah, but like I said, like he doesn't have that ego where he always has to look good. He always has to be like, like the serious one. Nobody can make fun of him. He can't be the butt of the joke. And he's not like that at all. And I love that. I love yeah. that for him. Um, That's always great. Like Paul Rudd as Mundo Gecko. Mundo Gecko. Just because it's Paul Rudd, I'll allow it. Yeah. He's great in everything. Even if he bathes in the blood it'll be nice virgins. to have like a grown Bob and Rocksteady and not a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Following Shredder around going, (laughs) da-da. Natasha Dimitriou as Wingman. Uh, these kids will remember. Who else can I butcher that? That was Tokar and Razor. Was it? Post Malone as Ray Follette. Follette? Fillet? I don't know. I was young. With uh, turtles, but 
I had the action figures because he gave them to me. Super Shredder was Kevin Nash. But really? yes. I didn't know that. Big Big Daddy Cool Diesel. When when it was Super Shredder, mm-hmm. after he t- took the ooze. Yeah. Giggity. Yeah, that, that, I that, had that was Kevin no Nash. idea. Yeah. He also was in a John Wick movie as well. You know, Super Shredder standing next to John Wick. You know where there's a statue of that? In Pajanger Town. Right there, big brother. Yeah, right there. We're gonna leave. We're gonna leave that right there. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just right gonna there. toss it out a little bit just we're to remind leave that people. Right there, Steven. We have our we have our own town, you know, and it's great and mm-hmm. fictional. Right, right, and we only care about the name of the town and nothing else. Moving along. <laughs> that was a really great segue. Uh, <laughs> that was a good segue. Right on over to the next story because. Spider-Man Noir is getting a live-action series in the works at Amazon? So, Variety has learned the exclusive uh, about this, but until the series will follow an older, grizzled superhero in the 1930s New York City. An individual- I love the transition of confidence to questioning Yes, in your <laughs> statement. You're like, Spider-Man Noir is being by Amazon? <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I mean, look, Amazon like, does the boys notes. good, but also... That's not how you spell Disney. Spider-Man is... <laughs> Spider-Man's a hua. He is a complete hua. Sony, Amazon, Disney. Who else wants Spider? But Pete little speed piece but of we Spider-Man. don't kink shame here. Sex work <laughs> is legitimate work. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag hashtag Sony IPs go everywhere. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> and title of the podcast. <laughs> you get an IP. You get an IP. You get an IP. <laughs> God, I just spread my IPs everywhere last night. <laughs> Ipsit. 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 <laughs> Hang on, let me just grab the wheel of this thing and steer this shit back on course. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but this individual, the main character of this, is not Peter Parker. It's Parker Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Total, you'd never know it was him. <laughs> he has a mustache and everything. <laughs> like one of those old 80s cop show mustaches. Yeah. Yeah, it's three spiders in a trench coat. <laughs> Hitler Spider-Man. And this is actually the second this goddamn wheel. <laughs> I got to get this ship aligned, man. This this wheel keeps going off course. <laughs> I think we're on to the next story already. <laughs> the last bit of info is this is just the second Spider-Man based IP Sony controlled wise that Amazon is and MGM is getting. So we will have to see if this is any good. They have Silk, the uh, Spider Society and this going through. Um, Well, it's just expanding the Spider-Verse is fine. Just as long as we're getting good content, because with Silk and Spider-Noir, that that Mm -hmm. is, the you know, the cherry on top. You have to donk those. Yep. Have they announced the casting yet? Um, not that I saw. 
I think that'll make a difference for Nicholas Cage is going to play every part. (laughs) (laughs) But um, he, uh, God, I just saw it before the podcast. Somebody asked Nick Cage what he thought about, uh, you know, the MCU. And he says, I don't need to be in the MCU. You are. I'm Nick Cage. But like I pointed out, you were Ghost Rider, man. All right, ride on, my friend. Ghost ride on. Yeah, you don't. You did it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't need to be in that shit. I already been there. That's fine. Why? You know. But just saying, like, <laughs> I don't need to be in it. I'm Nick Cage. Like, do you forget that paycheck you got, bro? How are those twelve castles? How are they holding up? Buddy? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> let, let, let's see how castle maintenance goes, and then give us another ring. <laughs> Trust me, you'll be back. He got the sixth one around face-off. <laughs> I wonder how he feels about where the Marvel universe, how how much the Marvel universe has grown since he was in it. I mean, he's always been. You know, classical kind of film actor. So I don't want to say he'd side along that Martin Scorsese like it's not real film. I think he's just kind of being vague in case they want to give him a paycheck. Oh, maybe. Well, he was he really wanted to be Superman, and that didn't work out for him. No. no. But to be fair, he <laughs> then looked... he ended up being in Ghost Rider before Marvel kind of got its bearings. Yeah, but he looked um... ridiculous as Superman. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. That was a Kevin Smith decision. I would like to really pick his brain about that a little bit. And that was before he started smoking weed. So, like, goddamn, bro, what were you thinking? <laughs> like, for real, Kev? Like, Jesus. Like, he he must have had some kind of... The guy that gave us dogma, I want to think, had a plan. You have not... You have not listened plan. to any of his podcasts. So, so. No, I do not. I do not. I tried once, and then I, I was oh. like, I'm good. That just shows you he doesn't have a plan. It's just like he has his story that he wants to tell. But, I mean, as I, I love so Kevin Smith movies. He, but... he goes into greater detail about the failed Superman movie. Yeah. Um, so he was contracted to write the script for it. Oh. But mm-hmm. it was... Yeah. It was more so the person that they hired as the executive uh, producer was used to be a former hairdresser in Hollywood. And he was the person that was doing the costume and makeup and art style. Uh And he's also the same person decided to go with a mullet. Yeah, he's also the same person that decided, because um, Kevin Smith goes into great detail about it on an evening with Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. um, and he says that um, he was instructed to put three action beats in the movie. Was um, he wants to fight a bear at the Fortress of Solitude? I'm sorry, um, a, a, a bear. So a polar yes. bear. Yes, yeah, yeah. Bear? a bear. Just yeah, a regular bear. I, mean, I, I don't know, but it was a bear. Be it was right. the 90s, so it was probably like, you know, cracker meth. I forget what the second action <laughs> beat was, but the final and third one was he needs to fight a giant fucking spider. <laughs> so why a giant spider? I don't know. But this person is also the same person who executive produced 
Wild Wild West. And what oh, did you whoa. see in that movie? <laughs> a giant, a giant fucking spider. <laughs> if, if I'm pretty sure there were was a bear seven, too. There was a lot of butt cheeks in that movie. Look, if you were seven, that movie was the shit. It had Will yes, because you had Cisco and Will Smith in it. It had Will Smith and, oh, who was that other guy? Kevin Klein. Yes. Kevin Alma Klein. Hayek. Yes. Alma Hayek. Yeah. I mean, those were heavy hitters in the, back in the day. Were. And then, and then this was right around the time Kevin Smith just got done chasing Amy and moved on to Dogma. Okay, because it's Clerks Marrats chasing Amy Dogma. So there was really no and, reason for that stinker to fuck up his career at that point. He would do correct. that by himself. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so that's fair enough. I mean, but Sometimes as far as people don't need help, <laughs> I can fuck this up perfectly fine. Thank you. Don't worry about me. Um, no, thank you to mind your business about it. <laughs> I can I can wrong this car myself. <laughs> I can thank do you. that all by myself. But I think really the immediate f- future is into the Spider Verse, part two, and then the part three. You know, um, those are really the two big Spider Man movies that I think people are waiting for next. Um, because they haven't, you know, even if Marvel has plans for Spider Man four, they're Keeping it close to the best. And it's not, I think maybe the soonest we'll see it is phase five after they've worked out a new deal, you know, with Sony. Yep. So we'll probably go through that and then it won't be five, but it'll be six or some shit like that. But Spider Man's a hot topic and a hot commodity for him. So I don't see them really kind of like laying on that deal and keeping it on the back burner. I think they'll probably work something out quicker once they get that. I think what it's a appearance in a movie that they still have contractually obligated to something, something like that. Yeah. Something like that we were talking about, but that's the future of the spider universe. But in our next story, we're going to be talking about punishment. Oh yeah. Even Frank Percy is going to be excited at this news because John Barnthal will return as the Punisher in Daredevil Born Again. The latest news, the hit today, it's all over the interwebs there. Obviously, this is kind of like the Patrick Stewart being told you're on standby for Deadpool 3. They're going to be in it, you know, Um, and it's an absolute win. Especially when you look at how he portrayed the Punisher. You know, I told this story many times on the podcast how he went do his research, go to a comic shop, and the guy behind the counter said, you are getting these comics and not those. So I think he really portrayed that in his adaptation of The Punisher. So just like Daredevil, it was a big, easy play for Disney just to have him come back. Right. I mean, even if they do, and obviously they probably will do the Daredevil, and would you like to see a new meeting between the two or just they have this relationship just like everybody has a relationship when they introduce Daredevil, people know who he is and stuff like that? I mean, you could do it two ways. You can can do the, um, like, do I know you kind of, like, scene, and then they just have a pantsing glance and they just meet up later, or they just go back on the previous you know, um, experiences that they had. I mean, definitely, obviously, he'll be that anti-villain antagonist in whatever's going on with Daredevil at some point in the season. Maybe even it could just be a cameo leading out to yeah, his, his own be. season of, you know, or the Midnight Suns project, you know? 
there's a lot of different th- ways they can go with this, especially because Marvel is building just as much as DC is, especially with four and five. A lot of people are shitting on Marvel. Like we said before, they're building. And what they're building, too, is a lot of deep cuts. It's just mm-hmm. like when we saw, um, you know, uh, U.S. Agent's partner in the comics. He was his partner, but just like in the show, didn't have a long run. So they're doing their own version of it, which is still, it's different than what I think James Gunn has planned for DC. But it does, uh, like, I think we're still, we're going to be getting some good content out of these two. Yep. Uh, the the biggest difference here is that DC has always had the rights to everything that they own where Marvel hasn't. So they had to make adjustments to the story based on what they had access to at the time. And so instead of retconning everything, they're continue to modify as they go. And honestly, I think that they've been doing a pretty masterful job of that. Yeah. And um, a lot of the criticisms that I'm hearing about this particular phase of Marvel is from people who, I don't know, maybe just forgot, but I don't know how you forgot that the first couple of phases, we were watching these films for what, like 10 years? Oh yeah. Before we got to Endgame, to Infinity War and Endgame, and like this is not something Iron that Man was just uh, one or two Thor movies, and then that was it. Like there was quite a gap of time, oh, and yeah. we were getting this universe built. And I think people just need to like chill. <laughs> like, yeah. Chill. Well, they need to yeah, chill. Simmer down now. They do Send need to down. chill, but also it's that dose of perspective because I think a lot of people have forgotten the time gap because it was Iron Man and then you had to wait a long time until mm-hmm. you got that next movie. It wasn't, oh, next year, yeah. Marvel built up to that. We have a lot of stuff going on in the background. And like they built up to that kind of quality and quantity. It's not something that you could just, you know, copy over to DC, but with Peter and James, I think they do have a good idea of having their overall arcing story, having everything tie in in their own way because they're comics. I'm interested to see what they're going to do. I'm not going to openly hate on it. My concern is something that we've already discussed is that they go a little bit too gory for me. And I, and I would prefer they not, but I also know that if it does go too gory for me, then it's just not meant for me. And I have other things that I can enjoy. I'm not going to sit here and just like shit on it because I don't like particularly like the, the, direction that they're going in mm-hmm. but there is nothing hindering dc from being great the way that there was something hindering marvel so yeah as a, a larger fan of dc stuff in general than marvel just based on what i grew up reading and of course wonder woman i'm going to be harder on dc than i'm going to be on marvel mm-hmm. for sure because i'm that much more invested in it um but i i just have to say just in general to dc and marvel fans chill like before <laughs> just just chill wait until it comes out before you like at all crazy with it you don't have to hate on it now you can wait to hate on it and then just exactly rewrite if you watch you know, it and really legitimately hate, hate it whether i agree with your reasons or not i respect the fact that you waited until you watched it exactly not that my respect means anything to you but i'm just saying it's a just give it just watch it before you shit all over it just like just Give it a a chance. One thing you're not going to get to watch is this next Mm -hmm. story. Oh, here we go. That was a really nice segue. That was a good segue. Thank you. (laughs) 
<laughs> Rogue Squadron and Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie was canceled by Lucasfilms. So, unfortunately, oh, wow. Patty Jenkins is not having a good track record over there at she Marvel really right now. Isn't. They're just Disney. Like one is, bad movie and that's it. They are not having that shit. Like, at all. Like, you get like what look. happened with the Game of Thrones writers. Yep. Net, they were supposed to have, like, a deal with Netflix, and then nothing happened. They were supposed to write Star Wars films. Yep. And they pulled out they of were, that. Or develop, they were good. I don't Was it films or was it a series? They were going to do something Star Wars. It was something Star Wars. They, were they had play. a Netflix deal. And then the last season of Game of Thrones came out. That was it. Yeah. Hey, sweetie. Much. Hey, Connor. Uh, up, well, uh, I was gonna tell Daddy. Uh huh. That. What are you doing? You getting caught up? Huh? How getting do you caught. do that? You're getting caught. <laughs> so. What were we gonna tell Put Daddy? Put that on your ear. <laughs> <laughs> we I totally see. didn't see right, you plan that this entire that. podcast. Like buddy. I like squeeze good. it and then like. Uh -huh. You know, a magician's punch. never supposed to expose their secrets, right? <laughs> Say one punch. One punch. One punch. Punch. Bye-bye, Connor. I think he missed the, 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 the lesson in which you know, a magician never reveals their secrets. But <laughs> He's right. just happy right. for the to be people. on camera. He learned like, a trick. Like, screw these secrets. I'm sharing. <laughs> he learned a trick. And he I'm the new David it. Blaine, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still with Big Brother. Your son's going to hate us when he gets older. Oh, man. Adolescence. <laughs> Them teenage years are going to be a bitch, man. My dad always on, put me on camera. He's going to go back and watch any of these episodes. Because I know my kids will. <laughs> <laughs> hey, job, Bro, we'll Mom. love to have the view. <laughs> but Patty Jenkins aside, Kevin Feige being attached to this uh, Star Wars, it, it didn't help, ultimately. So, do you think it was this Patty Jenkins thing that's going on with Disney, or was it just a shit story? Oh. I'm gonna say shit story. I like I how Cat says both. <laughs> because a, a really, really good story can 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 push through a bad hire. The court of public so, opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just if the story's good, it can push through. I think that. I would be surprised if it doesn't come back. Like, throw that back. They may not be able to push forward without her because of contracts or whatever. So this may be their way of being like, you know what? We're just not going to do it. And then in a couple of years or they'll change some things around and boom, we get it with somebody else. But Maybe they'll I just be Kevin that Feige. That part of it is that realize there's just too much stuff right now. There is, especially with Mando starting back up. Mm -hmm. That first mm -hmm. episode was so good. You have Mando. You still have Bad Batch rolling. Oh, and I love that. The shorts were really great, and yeah. they have other movies and projects that they're working on. I think, it, like, I would like to think that they realize that, like, maybe we're putting out a little too much right now. And well, here's the are thing: we we there, are we getting our saturation off. point? We're getting our saturation point. No, we're not. We're not getting our saturation point. Well, here's the thing: I am a Star Wars fan till I die. I have been listening to the audiobook Path uh, Path of Destruction, which is the story mm -hmm. of Darth Bane. 
for once I said Darth Bane and not Cad Bane. So proud of myself. Um, <laughs> I've done the same thing, so I understand. <laughs> oh, Cad Bane! Not Cad Bane, Darth Bane! But no, it's a it, 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 and Big Brother told me the ma- the reviews are that it's a masterpiece. It is. If you have not checked out this book of Star Wars, you are really missing out. They, the depth they go into in the dark side is so good. I will consume anything Star Wars. So too much As is too should. little to me. So I want you to tap that shit in the veins, Junior. Let's get this <laughs> shit pumping. There's not. Let's hook it right up. It's like my my buddy at the old job, uh, CV Eric. He was like, "Oh, just beat that dead horse." I was like, "Keep pumping it in, man. I don't care as long as it's good." You give me more stuff I, like Mando, I am down, Charlie Brown. Just give me more right. movies. But my problem is that the more stuff that they put out, the more the quality of it suffers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's just my only reason for being like, maybe you should be tempering what you're doing. Because the last couple of Star Wars things that came out before Andor have had a lot of pushback because it just wasn't as strong with what they led us with. And to add to that point is even the fact of when you look at the Marvel side, the stories that came out on the struggles they've had with their special effects in VR studios because they've been putting more... Uh, attention into certain projects over that you have that kind of bottleneck even though they made their own department for that there's you have to watch especially in this very heavy visual effects area that we're in are you Mm -hmm. stretching yourself too thin is a very very good question i would rather have less that's good than so much that becomes expendable Mm -hmm. 100 percent. but the the recent series we got from star wars were a reason to cancel this in my opinion if it was a bad story because with tales you were uh, tales of the jedi you were looking at the gaps in between sequences on characters that you cared about with mando mm-hmm. he they are adding in different things from games and movies and all the backlog of star wars that you want in this canon universe they're adding it in there so there is a certain high bar when you're looking yeah. at anything Star Wars <clears throat> to where it, I kind of feel like it will pan out if it doesn't really hold weight. I hope so. I want to keep getting more content, so I hope they figure it out. As long as it's good. Just like mm-hmm. if this next story is good. Because certain game that was an idea off of another game is now, well, and that game was an idea off of a, not even just one movie, but a whole bunch of horror movies. Uh, well, that game is getting a movie adaptation because Dead by Daylight is getting a horror movie coming from Blumhouse, Atomic Monster, and Behavior Interactive. So Dead by Daylight, if you're not familiar with, is essentially Jason Voorhees' game where or michael myers you are the murderer and you're literally going through like a camp in the woods that was one of the that was one of the maps like dead by daylight wasn't friday the 13th but it had different maps in different ways to where it was a, a you know one person was the killer the other people were trying to escape very entertaining game but it was literally just like any horror movie you have ever seen because that was the premise of the game 
So they're making a horror movie? Based on a horror movie? Based on a game? Based on another game? Based on a horror movie? Based on a fart. I got nothing. Based on a fart. (laughs) So. It changed the world. (laughs) the, 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 The just... Multiple levels of idiocy in this idea I I couldn't pass up. I mean, don't get me wrong. Dead by Daylight is a very entertaining game. Very entertaining game, really great. And it is different in its uh, own subtleties between Friday the 13th and that game. Um, But I don't really think we need this. At all. Uh, Mm. Just make a horror movie. You don't have to tie it to a game. Just. Make a horror movie. But they already signed a contract. I mean, call it Ted by Daylight. And there you go. And it's this guy named I, Ted. I, 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 I don't know. I or don't have, or have think the, bear. the lawyers. <laughs> the bear the lawyers the are going to want to change Just get a, different guy, get a different game company. Ted by Daylight. You know? There you go. Um, but Seth MacFarlane as Ted. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was an, an A-plus idea. Just like our next segment, because we want you to get in touch with aplusCaterers.com. A.plus.caterersNJ at Gmail. Give them a little typey type or a ringy ding ding right here, and they will be the hit of your next office event or party. Uh, just give <laughs> the most delicious delicatessens that as I check in on them on their Facebook page, they keep updating me with more things to where I have to scroll past if I'm like, you know, getting to that point, like, ah, lunch is soon. Like, ah, oh, I can't look at you right now. I got to scroll past. It's too delicious. I, I just can't. That's the kind of, you're going to be getting pats on the back and bravos by going to aplusCaterers.com. boy. I mean, it's not catered, but they are killing it in this next story because the Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Looks like Destiny dropped a bomb on Batman Arkham. Um, I've been hearing a lot of different kind of uh, reactions to where it just seemed people are kind of like seeing flaws in it already, like game mechanic wise and just like, uh, uh, you know, from what they see in the trailer here. But... I just, I don't know. I mean, Kill the Justice League by itself is a great idea, um, especially with just keeping that, riding that wave of the, the Suicide Squad that it has been recently, especially since James Gunn and Peter Safran apparently rumored to be kicking around an air cut idea to where less uh, comedy, more darker. But we Possibly really don't Possibly workforce blocks all weekend. <laughs> Call in when you hear ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, as, the as far as... The key tune is Thunderstruck. As far as, like, you know, the trailer's not bad. We see, you know, uh, uh, the Flash. Uh, once again, they're only really giving you Flash gameplay because that's either good or bad. You know, you just see the beginning portion because either they don't want to show you too much of the story, wink, wink, they don't like you won't see it yet. coming, or eh, they're kind of iffy as to whether they want to show it to you, you know? I mean... Yeah, they they, they, they don't want to pull Marvel Avengers and call it a day. Oh, I got a story about them later. 
Don't worry. Um, but I, I think we can cut it. As you like to put it, old man, I'm cautiously hope uh, op- optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I like optimistic. That's great. That's you a know, great term. It's right a word flub, but I kind of <laughs> do too. Optimistic. <laughs> cautiously hope we have a new term. We have a new title too. <laughs> cautiously optimistic about it because I want it to be good. You know what? We made perjangers. We can make another word. Optimistic is fucking alive today. I love it. <laughs> because optimistic. There's a new shirt. Cautiously Cautiously optimistic. <laughs> just have Matt with a wearing wearing like a um like he's like Lucky Charms. <laughs> Wow. They're cautiously optimistic. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I mean, hell, I don't have to do the big brother. On that what's one the cereal that he's going to be eating? They're cautiously optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I am about this game. I really feel like it could be something good because we see gameplay here to where you see. Uh, Killer Shark, uh, well, King Shark, Boomerang, different kinds of stuff to where it looks familiar enough from the gameplay that you've, you know, you know, regular action RPGs. How can they mess it up? Um, but a lot of people didn't like Gotham Knights, and it looked like this to where, eh, I don't know. I mean. A lot of people hated Superman 64. They still do. Yeah, they still do. Um, <laughs> not many millennials are playing it, but they'd be like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> How do I do anything? <laughs> That's the fun. You don't know. You have to figure it out. Remember that in games? Why the mechanics backwards? <laughs> Remember that in games? Like, I don't know what's going on here, man. I don't know. Well, you have to figure it out, Junior. Or you have to pay for this subscription, this magazine, to fit for them to figure it out for you. There wasn't any internet. You had to have magazine subscriptions. Down, up, left, left, A, right, down. Or have a friend that memorizes shit like that. No, I just called you a dullard. (laughs) 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 Which is still the the cheat code for Mortal Kombat 1. Nice. Which is also nice as this next story. Microsoft makes its 10-year Call of Duty pact with Nifty. Nintendo officially. Um, yeah, I mean they did this. They did the same with with Nvidia. And, exactly, so. and I feel like that's them just being Microsoft and branching out because that's one of the best things that even me and you talk about is you can be playing a game on one thing and go to another. That is exactly the. There was I forget how many E threes ago. It was probably maybe like four or five. I think about four to where the actually no maybe three but anyway where they said we want you to be able to play wherever we and, didn't have one three years ago uh, so it had to be well four or two years anyway but they want you to play wherever when they went out uh, rolled out the mobile gaming um yeah game the, the game pass they said gaming. essentially we want you to be able to go from your computer to your console to your phone wherever you are we want that game Right in your face. You don't have a life so, anymore. You don't have a life. So they're, just, they're a big proponent the of that. I feel that it's more on the companies. So it's great that the service exists. So if it's on mm-hmm. one platform, whereas like the, the Game Pass service on your phone 
can transition to the app on your TV if if you because TVs are coming now pre-installed with the app. It can also then transition to your Xbox, and certain games allow it to transition to your PC. All of these, you know, it allows for double dipping of the the game to be purchased if you if you want to purchase on Xbox if you're not a uh, Game Pass subscriber, mm-hmm. but. I still feel that they need to add cross progression between consoles. And that's really up to, it's not necessarily up to the console or the like Sony, Xbox, Nintendo. Um, It's not up to them. It's up to the individual game developers to allow that cross progression between consoles. Okay. Because even though there's cross, there's cross platform matchmaking, your progression doesn't carry over. So like No Man's Sky is a good example. So if you play it on PlayStation and you try to play it on Xbox or PC, it, your save and your progress does not carry over. You can intermingle with Xbox and PC players, okay, but you cannot carry your save if you want to switch platforms. That's yeah, still kind of ass cheeks. Because <laughs> I went on a, a, like before the uh, Mac cast I did with Iron Kelly where we talked about a uh, Google AI art and we went through it. That's where uh, you probably saw it on my Facebook, Katarina, the, the Matt man AI art, which is now my mm-hmm. wallpaper background, which is awesome. Um, me and Kelly, by the end of the podcast, got to that. And it's very simplistic, almost like coding. You know, you type in the commands and you alter from there. Um, so it's a process, but it is such a good podcast because it's just all the crazy art that Kelly has done is so awesome. And it's really thanks to the AI, but great podcast. If you go to our, you know, PJ, A and D W H anywhere, you'll find it. Matt Cass right there. Um, but overall with AI and different stuff like that, I mean, this kind of stuff where partnerships, where Microsoft is reaching out, I feel like there's a lot of different, this is the company that's going to be on that cutting edge. It's not going to be PlayStation had its moment in the sun. And now I feel like it's kind of retreating a bit. They're really relying heavily on their exclusives. And I don't see, you know, much besides what they bought Crunchyroll, who bought Funimation. Like, I mean, there's not much coming out of the PlayStation end. They're also releasing their IPs out for theatrical release. So Last of Us is a good example of that. That's good. That had an adaptation. God of Wars has has an adaptation. So they're not just sticking to, you know, video games anymore. PlayStation, like Naughty Dog Studios mm-hmm. has now transitioned, is now renamed as Sony, uh, Sony PlayStation Studios. And Sony is now. Well, it's Sony. So, you know, obviously yeah. they have their own motion pictures. <laughs> so, so they're not resting on their laurels. They're just. They're just pivoting on how they can, you know, get their content out there. Diversifying so, their portfolio, if you were. And a lot of the things are going to, a lot of their exclusives are going to PC. So I, they're, they're getting their double dipping because, like, the PC community is awesome for that. Well, that has always been a benefit to PlayStation is eventually it does come to PC because that was one of the benefits I said of PC where I'd tell console players, I'd be like, look. I run a Microsoft operating software system. I can get any Microsoft exclusive and everything from PlayStation comes to PC eventually. So why do I need anything? Even, else? even with that said, you could just remote play 
on a PlayStation as well. If you really mm -hmm. want it on your PC, you just have your account signed into another PlayStation. Yeah, that's how we do uh, the Big Brother plays when he does it. Yeah, and that's it's that easy. You know what I mean? It's just the interconnectivity is interesting, but PlayStation is. I know they're diversifying, but it doesn't seem like they're really putting a lot of focus on their gaming community. You know, I mean, yeah, you're giving them exclusives and different kind of games, but well, I mean, look at their hardware hassles though. Yeah. All last year, they were focused in on that to try to get their hardware out there. You have a brand new console, to, and no something. one can buy it anywhere yeah. ever. Like, God, no one got what it. the fuck? It's it's what? it's just mind boggling, like. I get it. There was a semiconductor thing, and that was a very event-specific thing that happened with the, the PlayStation 5 release. But that being said, there's struggle in the back end where Microsoft, Nintendo, nobody else seems to be having those problems. I see Nintendo Switches on the shelves. I see X and S's. I, I mean, where's, where's, where's the backup here to where you can get some stuff but not that? I don't know. Yeah, the, the the shortage has now decreased and now they're becoming more readily available in store. So Yeah. But Sony You just don't have a lot of outlets anymore that actually will hold them anymore. I guess I'm really searching a lot like this next story. I want Sony to apologize. <laughs> like Marvel Avengers, former creative director of support studio, uh, apologizes for the game. Uh, it was a challenging production, let's say. Hence, there was too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm. He just half-assed it. Okay. Or he had a boss screaming up his ass half the time, and then he didn't get what he really wanted to accomplish done. But Which is odd with a guy's head right there when you try and sit down. Especially when you're programming. It doesn't seem like it's very efficient. Um, he must have a standing-up desk. You know, that kind of yeah, was back in black. Virtuosi Cesar, a former creative director of Virtuos, Wow, it's almost like he named the company after his first name. That's pompous. Anyway, uh, which helped Marvel's <laughs> Avengers apologize. I think we found the failure. <laughs> <laughs> huh. He has apologized for how the game Just turned out. Slapped us right in the face. And wow. Started a challenging production for it not being what it could have been. Um, it wasn't what it could have been because it was an absolute shit game. I, I don't understand how to feel. How to feel? I, I really don't know. I mean, your gameplay, your whole core story was dumb. I mean, even... It didn't look at all. When you first announced like it, we instantly made fun of how you designed the characters. Literally, the easiest thing. Comic book artists, even before they even get signed to Marvel and DC, I guarantee you they know how to fucking draw Spider-Man. They know how to draw Thor. Somehow, these fucking programmers drew what do we call him? Ed from accounting? Yeah. Yeah. As Thor. Like, what is that? As an this is what happens slap. when you have a RPG company design an action-based game. No offense to Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics. Stick to Final Fantasy. Yeah. And Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger. Thank you very much. Stick to what you're good at. Um... I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, they just used the money that they got from Marvel Avengers and dove it into Final Fantasy VII Remake. Great. But. Thank you, Borderlands. I think they need a little advice. A lot like this last story. Because yes. Master Chief is here to teach you how to file your taxes. Change your oil. 
and ask about your crush. Bunch of other stuff. He needs stuff. a weapon. But um, <clears throat> he's a jack of all traits. The Spartan super soldier has been trained for every manner of tough kerfuffle. Is he trained to save that shit show he was part of? Apparently not. Guess not. That was a horrible show. I don't know how you make war boring. I still don't. Yeah. You have a war show. How do you make it boring? Like, uh, let's I take should. out all the entertainment value in that. Okay, it's boring. Guys. Let's just have a soldier talk to this little child. About his feelings. That's not the questionable hell? at all. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel... Like, sometimes I need to kill. I don't think that's right. Sunday driver. <laughs> you know, like it was, it was, uh, just yeah. stick to Star Wars, Paramount. Stick to or Star Trek. Don't stick to Star Wars. Yeah. They'll sue you. <laughs> <laughs> but stick to Star Trek. Males don't take <clears throat> kindly to that. That's another thing, Kat. I'm not sure if you were uh, uh, up on that, but uh, the new season of Picard started to drop. I saw. Uh Amazing. It's hot. Mm-hmm. Especially what they're doing with Beverly Crusher and mm-hmm. Picard and then Worf and Jordy and all uh, that. They This is really oh. a love letter to TNG. It and, is. And oh. It's what we always I'm wanted so from glad the beginning. That I, I'm at the time to be alive to see this come to fruition. Riker and all the, and it's mm-hmm. the animosity that they build, even in these crew members who are always getting along when the power is taken away from Picard. It's a very interesting dynamic they add into the story. And but it also is showing that this, making it so much more real. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's um, something that people. Not myself, because how you are with Star Wars, I am. I'm also like that with Star Wars, but I'm also like that with Star Trek. I yeah. always want more, and I want it to be mm-hmm. fantastical and new and 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 wondrous. And one of the biggest complaints about some of the newer Star Treks is that it delved so deep into the fantastic mm-hmm. that it lost that grounding in reality. And with Picard, you have it like so gritty. I want to say so far in the the, the other spectrum, but it is very like real and raw and and right and it's not just like these little pocket one hour episodes where everybody respected each other and everybody what's her face is a druggie and it was this like utopian society um which is something that we love about star trek but we know that in in reality it's just not sustainable people Mm -hmm. would and now we get to see it with these characters that were always like such a solid unit when they were together and um Treconomics, yeah, really great book, so, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I really... explains it all. It is. Um, so, yeah, I'm really happy with what they're doing here. It's it's the best kind of sequel that you could ask for, even though it's not at all what you thought you wanted when mm-hmm. TNG ended. Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I think you understand what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, because, I mean, especially with... I love how they're they're still taking these almost iconic, like, legendary characters... And mm-hmm. when you even look at Picard, it's, yes, that is Picard. He is always moving forward, driven, and they show that as a flaw in the show. Right. As opposed well, to that's where that, that was people have reflected a big on part of his TNG, character that before. There was, that he was very flawed as a captain, even back then, but we were viewing him differently. Well, not as flawed as Archer. Jesus Christ. You want to look at a body <laughs> count? Look at Archer. Holy shit. Well, Picard looks like a saint. What about Cisco? 
Well, look, 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 he had a problem with the Kardashians, you know? Uh, you know how those Kardashians can be. God, I mean, Kim alone. <laughs> yeah, all, all of the captains add up to some shenanigans. I mean, even my Captain Janeway, she abandoned her children on some planet. She did. We're salamanders, but still. They we're still her kids. It. Kiddos are kiddos, you know? I mean, <laughs> they were lizards. Left them on their own. No mom, no dad. Night, you know? You going to keep your lizard kids around your normal kids? You know what they say? Have them going to the same schools. normal kids. Yeah. Lizard that, kids were all she yeah, had, that was and a, she abandoned them. Well, you know what they say? Not having real kids Vegas, if that's how she treats them. You know, I mean, bad mothers are bad mothers. But I thought of something good for an end credit. Um, which we're always in those creative juices, especially in the 90s, giggity. I thought of uh, what if, um, what if you could add a cartoon character from your childhood into mm -hmm. the Marvel Universe? Which one and why? Captain Caveman. And I'm not elaborating. <laughs> There's no explanation needed. None I, needed. I, yeah, no, no, we got it. Fair enough. All right. Bye, gang. Um, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> no, but <laughs> Captain Caveman, yeah. That's the first one I thought of, and I was like, yep, that's the one I'm going to go Captain with. Caveman! I love the Captain Can Caveman. you imagine whenever they're like Avengers Assemble, and he'd come up and be like, oh, fuck, not that guy. Again. Oh, God. It's Captain Caveman again. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Who invited Something more him? annoying than Ant-Man. No, I'm just <laughs> Him and Ant-Man are buds. Are you kidding? They're BFFs. <laughs> Mine's going to fit right in. Mine's going to fit right in. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yes. Yes, the tick fits perfectly. But can we call it a triple crown or just a hat trick? Because Freakazoid. Tell me oh you don't God. want those three people hanging out together. <laughs> I would love to see that show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's amazing. Like, like, <laughs> it's like we're going to get stuck. What do you think, Captain King, man? <laughs> and all he ever responds, he's like Groot. That's all you get. That's all you get. I forgot about uh, Darkwing Duck. Oh, he's the leader of the group. Yeah. <laughs> he's the brains behind the operation. The only one I think would be even more annoying would be Mighty Mouse. Yeah. We we have Gizmo to Duck. We have to yeah. give We have to give this dysfunctional group a name. Because my God, that is the, they're like the anti Avengers. I swear to God, <laughs> Captain Caveman, the Tick, Freakazoid, Darkwing Duck, and Mighty Mouse. I I mean, how about how about Joe Jitsu from Dick Tracy? <laughs> wow, <laughs> let me hop That's in a... my Wayback Machine. Jesus, Dick Tracy, we're really going back there. Remember they had the watches that you could talk into and they can talk. <laughs> yeah. And now we have them. And now, now we, we have, have them. them. I'm hindered by the technology of my time. Um, <laughs> but you know what, man? Just because, ah, oh, man, I would just love it because every, it would piss everybody off. You're 70, Sam. <laughs> 
You can't do Hand him. Throw Elmer from Fudd. Thundercats. Elmer Fudd. You can't Elmer do Fudd. Yosemite Sam anymore. No, you can't say that on Disney. In fact, you're going to have to bleep it here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to bleep yeah. that here. You can't. Panthro, Panthro from Thundercats. Dressed as Superfly. What was the guy that was a hat? What was his name? Uh, no, that was uh, from He-Man, the hat guy. Oh, wow. Um, the purple one. It? No. It was from the uh, Adams Family. Um, I don't think it was that. The purple hat guy from He-Man. He's annoying. Oh, fucking. Um, yeah. Um, um, yes. No. Bigfoot? Type it into uh, type it into Google. The imp from He-Man. I do have the internet. I, I, it's an annoying ass name too. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I'll know as soon as. Is that? It comes right up. He-Man purple hat. No, that's Skeletor. And that's not a hat. That's a hoodie. Or a shawl. I don't know what the hell you'd call that. Orco. Orco, yeah. I said Orco. Oh, I didn't hear. Polo. God, I'm gonna have so many titles to pick from. He's like six foot five, and he dresses like Orco for like conventions and charity stuff. Orco, Polo. (laughs) That's the new game in the pool, kids. Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. It's a big fucking tall Sasquatch. Put him in the MCU. Okay, I mean, wasn't really animated, but from your childhood. There was it. There was a cartoon. Was was a cartoon. Really? Yeah. Wow, what a dumpster fire. It was. Pepe Le Pew. No. No, I'm sticking with Captain Caveman. That's the best one. I mean, Pepe Le Pew is right up there with cancel culture as soon as yeah. Sam, Yosemite Sam. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. do we want the racist um, or do we want the rapist? I don't know. I can't you know, decide. If we should call it cancel culture when this is legitimate racist stuff that we Oh, it was a legitimate racist and a legitimate rapist. I mean, that other like, cat let's, let's not wanted nothing that. to do rape. with him. That's just rapey. That's just assault. And that's just racism. Yeah, but back in the back in the fifties, you know, that was ah, uh, you just hug a longer. You know, you don't let her go. Um, I was just thinking because he was not Pepe Le Pew. I was thinking, um, oh, you're seventy six. But that's very, very problematic. All of them. But uh, yeah, Captain Caveman, I think, would be a good a good one for the MCU. You know what? I I think that he and Thor would spend a lot of time comparing their weapons. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. Fighting styles and different stuff like that. You know, warrior stuff. Drinking beer. Uh, That would be great. See Thor Mm -hmm. with a a flagon of mead and Captain Caveman right there. Like, what's this? (laughs) Captain Caveman's first beer with Thor. Yeah, I'm not really sure what else Captain Caveman would bring to the table other than his club and an annoying voice. Well, you know, I mean. That's all you need. That's it. True. Strong bad. You said strong bad, oh. strong bad. Okay, say two Look words together bad. again. I don't know who that strong bad is. Look up strong bad, strong bad's uh, game for beautiful people. The grape ape. Oh, remember the grape ape? The grape. I do. Ape Sam and Max. Okay. More from wacky races than anything else. 
Both of wacky the, races, wasn't he? Great babe. Yeah the the two uh, the two fairies from um, that fucking Nickelodeon show. What is it with Timmy Turner? Um, Fairly Odd Parents. The Fairly Odd Fairly Parents. Parents. Yeah. I'd love them to just pop up in like a Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> Wanda and what? Wanda and Cosmo. Yes. <laughs> I'd just love to see him pop up. Speaking of I would like to see Phineas and Ferb in the Marvel Universe. Okay. With Perry the Platypus. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What about yes. what about Danny Phantom? Yes. Or Ben Ten. You know what? I'm gonna go back to Captain Caveman just because that was my original choice. But these are awesome well, solid could, picks that I, I actually think would carry some weight in the in the Marvel universe. I could see I wanna see I wanna see Doug. Oh uh, from... Doug Funny? <laughs> Yeah, Doug funny. Quail man, man. Give me motherfucking quail man. Or uh oh, what was the what was the uh 007 name? Um it was It was Quail Man and there was something else. I remember the band was the Beats. That was like their Rolling Stones or you know, whatever. I mean, and then you, of course you have Ren and Stimpy. I'm good. They could stay. There and there. That's another. <laughs> that's another. The original Ren and Stimpy does not hold up. Like what? No, it was does not. I watching? What like, did you Jesus. do? Jesus! What did you do that's to that? How cat? I felt going back to try to watch He Man, and as soon as Cringer started to talk, I was like, "Oh, absolutely what? not. We're not watching any more of that." Yeah, certain stuff. Cringer's voice. Mm 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 mm. Now, certain stuff rat. does hold up. Like, I went back to G1 Transformers, okay? And the funniest thing is that in, like, season one, all of them flew. Yep. And the robot, just, ah, fuck it, they fly now. <laughs> Boom. They, they don't need jets. The Decepticons, they had jets. Guess what? Autobots, fly out. Mm, all them motherfuckers are flying around and shit. They levitated out. Let's just get one thing clear. You didn't see any thrusters or anything. Well, clearly it was some kind of magnetic propulsion. It was. Guys, it, 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 it was, it, it was the. Uh, yeah. It was magic. <laughs> it clearly. was a wizard. There was a wizard. It's a wizard. Always a wizard. <laughs> and he had like his questions. Like, it was a wizard. It's all right. Just offset. It was the wizard, wizard Gary. You know, that's why he didn't have a good name. So they didn't allow him in. You know, like, ah, you know, we got Wizard Um, Gary floating us over there. My last contribution to the Marvel Universe, because they do need some normal people to support them, would be Launchpad McQuack. Okay. 100%. Could always need a good pilot, you know? Launchpad McDuck, man. Yeah. Duck. Was it McDuck or McQuack? It was McDuck. It wasn't a Scrooge. I think it was McDuck. No, yeah, no, McQuack. It was McQuack because was he McQuack. was McQuack. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, Scrooge I, was McDuck. I, I, I want I, I want Gizmo they were Duck. Related. I want Gizmo Duck. Mm. Blathering I Blatherskite. Can you see that? Alpha Five. <laughs> I'm Alpha Five. Like, why are you here? <laughs> Johnny Five. No. Oh, Johnny Five. All the fives and high fives. <laughs> Alpha Five and Johnny Five giving high fives. Better than go. anything else I could have said with those two. But CT five 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 five. And with that, I think we've exhausted that topic. Yeah. I've killed all the fives I can. 
Um, I think we have. I think we've gotten as far as we're going to go with this Marvel universe. It's already oversaturated. We've just flooded the gates. Well, that being said, I we're did, just adding adding comedic humor. That's what we're doing. I did think of this end credit like midway through this podcast, so I think it went. It was an excellent choice. Conquer from Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Mm, okay. Yeah. He would have. He would have to be in the Deadpool movie. I would have yes. to say, because I think the dynamic between Conquer and Deadpool would be fantastic. So to, to give you context, Katarina, Conquer's Bad Fur Day was a game done on the N64. And the premise mm-hmm. of the game is that the main character goes out for a night of drinking and gets lost. And you have to find your way home. And chaos ensues. Yeah. Like any, that is, any drunken night out on the town eventually happens. Yeah. No, it just is me. Okay, just me. Completely raunchy, crude humor. 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 You insist. Um, no, Con- he loves Conker's Bed for a day. I'm surprised it's it took a fun him- game to play. I'm surprised it took him this long. Um, but if we're dipping into the video game, kid wise, I'd have to say Donkey Kong. Or Diddy Kong. Diddy Kong would probably be more conversational. I mean, for MCU, it's it's an it's a slam dunk as Commander Shepard. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Because he's already part cyborg, so Mega Man. Ratchet and Clank. Ooh, I actually I really like Ratchet and Clank. I think they would Ratchet and Clank, the the remake of that is actually pretty good. Especially if you fit them in like the Guardians of the Galaxy universe, like a quick cam I would take a quick cameo. I am very easy to please. Marvel, call me. Um, but <laughs> I think we've beat this dead horse enough. Let us know dead. below what your choices would be for childhood anime did uh, slash video game live action, whatever you want, from your childhood. Who would fit in the MCU in your book? Comment and like below. And, uh, of course... We end off the podcast the same goddamn way. We want to thank you out to Mark Gervais, Moisel Robinson, James Saylor, Matthew Kennedy, and you, loyal Wall Janger, for always liking, commenting, and tuning in. We want you to set your calendar on May 20th to pop on over to the Media Community Center for the great Media Comic Con. We have so many, so many guests, celebrity guests, artists, vendors, uh, nerdy furniture soap we have everything pop on by and we would love to see you there um besides that i guess there's nothing else to do but end off this podcast the same damn way i am your host matthew bucherell the mat man in the projector box with me is the one and only wonderful woman katarina thermoscara below me but always above me is one christopher bristow the old man and Piping up in the background is our mascot hero of time, Link Diablo, and the omnipotent presence that is our producer, Stephen Bucherell, big brother. Until next time, we love you, we miss you, we want to see you next time. Game on, Wall Jaggers! Bye-bye! Bye! <laughs> Linky's canceling you out. He is. <laughs> He can't no, like he legitimately cancels you out. It actually just cuts off because he barks so high. He it that's link cancel culture. Okay. That's <laughs>
my dog has just had enough you know, of my it's shit. It's so like, funny to see your energy level go that high, and then you're like, okay, we're done. Okay, <laughs> bye-bye. Just come yeah, through. That's bye-bye. it. Bye-bye. Later. Um, how do I sound now? Well, you sound good, but I can still hear myself. How the fuck? I'm going through my speakers. No idea. I'm going. I'm through going it. through my headset. There, there, there's nothing playing. What? I <laughs> nothing's on here. <laughs> this fucking thing sucks. There's no words here. <laughs> Where the fuck is that sound coming from? <laughs> fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> um, how about that? Is that better? Well, yeah, actually, it is. All right. Yeah, that that completely fixed it. All right, I turned down the sensitivity. Is that better? Oh yeah, you sound better too. Yep, great. All right, how about that? Is that better? Good. Better. Compared to. You're good there. I'm turning up the gain on the <laughs> on the mic itself, and not the not the PC. Okay. You need us to talk. I can chew into the mic if you need a sound. No, <laughs> no. I don't. I don't need, need for you to do that. <laughs> he needs Fuck to. Fuck that noise. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> he needs. Anyway, we can get this end credit. It's kind of. It, it's kind of like. It's kind of like how Dora. Dora's map says, "I'm the map." Like six thousand fucking times. I don't need that in my <laughs> life anymore. Anymore. Okay. <laughs> anymore. I grew out of that stage. Or your Thank kids, you. Or your kids did. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> so, first thing I got in the end credit folder is a Patrick Stewart says he's on standby for a Deadpool 3 appearance. That's All right, so that, that means he's going to be on Deadpool 3. Yep, pretty much. I'm excited for that. He was, he just fucking, like, him in... Doctor Strange was so good. And seeing him in the chair, just like from, you know, the 97 X-Men, it was a pleasure. And getting to see him again, I am 100% down for. Same here. So that's why it's end credits, because it's just a good idea. You know, I mean, why wouldn't you have Patrick Stewart in Deadpool 3? You know what I mean? You might as well get the other guy. What is his name? Uh, James uh, McAvoy? James, yeah, James and McAvoy. Get that motherfucker too, man. You got a good, you got a good show. You got some good stuff going on there. You know, um, some wild and crazy stuff. Yeah, wild and crazy, like <laughs> the second story I have in the end credit folder here because I am Legend Two. The new casting is a good sign for the sequel because supposedly Michael B. Jordan is being attached to this film. Electric Boogaloo? I try to steer away from it, but (laughs) it could be Electric Boogaloo level because they are siding with the, more towards the book and, you know, the, uh, the deleted scene and not that, the alternate ending rather. Uh, rather right. than the movie Did, uh, theatrical release, which where Will Smith di- Will Smith dies in the movie. If you look oh, at the yeah. thea- if you look at the other release or the yeah. alternate ending, rather he lives and they both go to that can- encampment and you know help cure people or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, because he's the cure. So you know we do have and that. John Lennon. 
Hola, Katarina. Hey, honey. We were just talking about uh, Michael B. Jordan. I'm legend. Yeah, being yes. attached. How do you feel about that? I am, I am legend, that too. movie? I mean, especially if, like I was saying, if they're going with the, they're going, they are, not if, they are going with the alternate ending. And having that and Michael B. Jordan, you could totally do like a, is he the little kid in this then from the first one? Might be. That would make Maybe. sense. Maybe. I, I kind of like him as I just really, a regular stranger. I know I'm going to sound like pretentious with this, and I, I apologize. I'm not trying to be, but I really like the message in the book. And I kind of wish they had stayed a little bit more faithful to that adaptation because it was a really significant twist, mm -hmm. you know? And it really, like, flipped um, your perception because throughout the book, you're thinking that he's the protagonist and the vampires yeah. are the bad guys. And then only to find out that he's the the boogeyman, you know, like, and he's, mm. he's the one that's been indiscriminately killing men, women, and children because he thought they were diseased and monsters. And in the end, he was the monster. Yeah. And when he realizes that, even though they, they, um, they, bef they befriended because they took time to get to know each other, even though it was under like, you know, the guise of them trying to get close to him to, to kill him, um, or to put him on, to arrest him and put him on trial and all that. But, um, and to see if, you should give him the death penalty. He went in saying, no, I deserve to die because of the crimes that I committed. Like he didn't even fight it because he realized that in, he was wrong the whole time. And I think that that's like a much more powerful film mm -hmm. than what we ended up getting. I mean, it was a great action movie, but message of, of the story was completely lost there. And, and I kind of, kind of wish that they hadn't gone that route. Yeah, that, but that when that movie came out, it wasn't like um, storytelling today. It was very much, this is what the movie studio wants to do for this adaptation. Just wanted another action movie. And they could have done that without stealing that whole premise. Yeah, know? they could have. Yeah, they could have. Name them something else. Call it something else. I'm sorry. All the original ideas have been taken. Yes. <laughs> Um, um, but aside from that, I think Michael B. Jordan is an extremely talented actor mm -hmm. and putting him in any role is not a bad idea. It could save the movie. A lot of people are just, I mean, he's a great actor. So a lot of people will just go because it's Michael B. Jordan. Maybe they're going to, you know, kind of shift the story towards the, the book <laughs> and with, with them actually like conversing and the whatnot, like, mm-hmm. Trying to cohabitate this earth. It would be a good message. A lot like the message of our next in the end, cre end credit folder because the Catholic Church officially has a moon bishop. And that's not a, non a double entendre. They have Bishop John Noonan is in charge of the Diocese of the Moon. Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of uh, what kind of Sunday mass is he pulling up there that on the moon these days? Me way too long to to get what you were doing there. I apologize. <laughs> I'm there now. I'm there now. And most sincerest apologies for that. But are you are you uh, is is it just me or is it um, it's not just her cameras that's delayed? Yeah, it's, uh, it's your, your camera is like. It's because she's cameras. broadcasting from a cave. Me? Live from the yeah. cave. No, yeah, but you're I a bit, you're I'm, a bit I'm in a, yeah. a cave hiding from the vampires. 
and oh, I am okay, legend that totally too. Makes sense. Okay, well, it, you know what? It's all about uh, you know continuity. I probably just method have podcasting. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> well, getting into the uh... <laughs> are the ten rings after you? <laughs> yes, all of them. <laughs> so. I thought that was just a Little real ten. She befriended one. <laughs> I thought that was just a real weird story, uh, with the Catholic Church having a bishop for the moon, right next to Pajanger Town, <laughs> and uh, that plot that no. Michael Jackson. Don't go any further than that. No. I'm, try- I'm trying to give a layup for Big Brother. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I'm saving that for a later point. I want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, she froze. <laughs> or no, no, she gives that look when she, when she, you know, when whenever Big Brother is, <laughs> says something like that, it's very, sh- it's very shifty, very shifty. Just it's a- just an in delayed shiftness now. <laughs> <laughs> we're sh- we're shifting and delaying all over this place, but <laughs> one thing we want you to shift is to. Right in the center of us, hit that subscribe button. And right where I am talking is where you're going to find every single Triforce podcast and a playlist. Right where Katarina is, well, that's going to be the very best Purge Hangers and Wall Hangers video for you. And, of course, like our main man Connor says every day, we don't end off this podcast until we hear him say... Enjoy the show. No. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>